It's time for Enlightenment in the City with El Hoshotara on the News for the Soul Network. El is a spiritual coach and intuitive reader with a unique flair. Strong yet soft, compassionate with a heart, she lives the consciousness of being feminine with strength. El tells it like it is. Welcome El Hoshotara back to News for the Soul. Hi, everybody. Welcome to News for the Soul. I'm your host for this hour, El Maya Hoshiantara, and welcome to another round of Let's Tell It Like It Is. Uh, so today we're actually going to talk about stubbornness. Stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. Um, and how to use it more effectively, and why would we want to use stubbornness. So here's the thing. It depends on where you are, and I'm not suggesting you gain this as a skill set, okay, because that's not really beneficial. Um, it's much better to be flexible. But let's talk about when some people have the habit of being stubborn, um, <clears throat> especially because you see that a lot when people have had a lot of trauma. And it can be really hard when you've got a bunch of different opinions coming in, and especially when there's a lot of trauma, there's a lot of codependency. Not only do you have a lot of different opinions coming in, but you have a lot of... Um, BS, guilt tripping, manipulating, bashing coming in along with it, along with the opinions. Well, it's just an opinion. You shouldn't be upset about it. But if you do not take my advice, wacky, wacky, wacky. Um, if you do not take my advice, well, I don't know about you. You know, and there go the nails through the energy system. Um, so <clears throat> it makes sense that when people get stubborn, um, that they're going to batten down the hatches, okay? And the problem, so it does make sense, okay, that because we all need to know, like, who we are um, and what our own mind is, what our wants and desires are. But there's a difference between interdependency, which is you use these things in a healthy format, versus codependency, which they want to get forward, but at the same time what often um, messes over codependency is battening down the hatches on things that don't serve, so, for example, let's take healthy eating. Interdependency, you eat salad every morning. And some of your office coworkers are like, ew, look at you. You know, how dare you eat salad for breakfast when you are, you know, are you some sort of like health nut? Ooh, I eat donuts for breakfast, you know. Um, and normally it's not that extreme, but it actually does get that extreme again. So it, it does depend on like, you know, who you're hanging out with, what extreme that is, what environment you grew up with. And it is a very, very, very common practice um, in humanity, it's a very common outcome where people, <clears throat> when they don't have something and they don't have something enough, they start to bash it, whether it's healthy eating, whether it's um, being thin, whether it's being rich. Ooh, those rich people are snubs. So what you have are, you know, oh, happy people. Happy people are fake. So then what you have in the end is, the result is you have overweight people who are absolutely miserable, stuffing their faces with junk food, um, you know, poor, can't afford anything, can't afford to get help when they want it, and they're trying to justify it. And so what happens is <clears throat> when they do decide to come out of it, because they're in those communities where that's bad to do so, tear, shred, you know, nails go through the energy system the whole nine yards. Um, on the other hand, interdependency, you keep your healthy behaviors. So interdependence, you give them up because there's too much peer pressure to give them up because you're a bad person. If you want something healthy for your life, if you want something better for your life, that makes you a bad person, that makes you a snob, you're going to leave. Um, and they don't necessarily tell you that's a fear. It just comes with a lot of bash, bash, bash. So what happens with that? Well, you either stay in a community that's more likely to bash you every time you get ahead 
because they can't handle much of anything else and they can't handle much of anything else because they don't grow because they don't grow because they're scared of getting attacked, right? And Or they're scared of being called a snob. So you have all these things that, you know, these cycles and codependency that go round and round and they get worse over time if there's too much of it. Um, <clears throat> because if it worked one time to shred you anytime you do something, even if they're the least bit uncomfortable with it, attack shred because you've succumbed to that before. Interdependency, you back up and keep your healthy behaviors and you let the unhealthy ones go. So what happens if you meet somebody where, um, <clears throat> You know, you don't know them. You don't really know what's going on with them, but you do something that's unhealthy. Like maybe you hit a drive-through and had conventional sugar syrup in your morning coffee. No, no. Look, do I suggest you do that? No, I, I really don't. But um, you know, I've like definitely done that myself, and you know, I have other things with sugar in them, conventional sugar like jam. Um, <clears throat> So, you know, these things like, well, it's different if it's from a drive-thru. Yeah, sugar, sugar, um, to some degree, but conventional sugar is definitely conventional sugar. So maybe at the drive-thru I go through, maybe it's organic sugar that they put in. Well, no, or no, sorry, not the drive-thru. In my jam that I eat, it is organic. So, you know, the sugar is organic, but it's still sugar. Um, so it's got less chemicals in it, but it's still sugar. Um, <clears throat> so it, it's not, and here's the thing, like when we move ahead far enough, Start to find out that some people, like, they only have one thing going for them, and they're going to ride that till kingdom come. So if, you know, they eat healthy, but, you know, their finances are broke or whatever, that's a person that, you know, can sometimes have a tendency to go into attack because, well, you know, you're not eating sugar. Never mind the fact that, you know, you can afford to feed yourself, you're going on vacation, you know, once a year, three times a year, five times a year if you're really lucky and you want that lifestyle. You know, you're getting attacked because, like, oh, they wouldn't eat sugar. Or, you know, you ate something non-organic and the rest of their life's absolute hell, but you don't necessarily know that. Um, but when you have enough interdependency overall and there's a lot more reality, yes, some people really want to eat healthy and they may not get romantically involved with you if you eat too much junk food. There's a difference between, you know, you go through a drive through like, we're going to make it really hardcore once a week. Oh, my God. Um, so there's a difference between, you know, you're going through it once a week and it's your friends. So it's not like, you know, you're not even taking them through the drive here. You start to find like it doesn't have to be that big of a deal when there's enough interdependency overall. But people get scared of moving ahead because of all the bashing. But what they don't understand is, or they're scared of being rejected, but they don't understand that a lot of that is, can actually come from the codependent side of things. Um, and it's not that you're never going to get rejected even if people are very high level because sometimes it's just not going to work. You know, you don't get the job if you're not prepared for it, you know. So that means you have to grow. So it doesn't mean that there's, like, absolutely no rejection whatsoever um, <clears throat> in interdependency or, you know, maybe you have a codependent moment. They're like, nope, that's not going to be appropriate here, um, whatever it is. So there are, you know, lines where things will work in some cases and will not work in some other cases in independency and codependency. Um, but generally speaking, I mean, you don't need to be dragged through the mud because you've, eat, you've gone through a drive-through. Um, you don't need to be dragged through the mud because you've eaten, you know, sugar or like a croissant, you know, um, or, or whatever it is. Or like maybe you are sad, oh my God, that the cat's died, which oh, wait, that would actually be normal if you love your pet. 
you know, or maybe you've come to completion with the fact that, you know, a beloved animal was going to die soon. Um, So when the dog dies, you're actually, you know, not that upset. Or maybe in your secret heart of hearts, you're actually relieved because you don't want to do that level of caretaking for a suffering animal. Um, And that's okay, too. You know, we start to make it, like, really bad and wrong to, you know, want a life that goes well. Um, And that's just, that's not true. Um, And people do come to completion, even with somebody that they love very much. But, you know, they get tired of the caretaking or they don't have their own life or they don't have their own life because, um, you know, grandma didn't take care of herself. And, you know, she's now stuck in the house. And, you know, you're supporting her financially, but, you know, it's a strain on the finances. You know, codependency, oh, how dare you say that? Um, Okay, but it would have been a lot easier if Grandma had built up finances, you know, her lifetime so that you could have a little little bit easier. And that reality doesn't go away just because you love people. It doesn't go away just because you love your pets. It doesn't go away, um, you know, just because codependency, you have a bad heart. If you are, you know, quote unquote, a bad heart, and it does not, it's far from meaning you have a bad heart. It's just people get in so non-reality to justify bad choices, which is basically codependence in a nutshell, that people get really, really, um, they sort of demand that you get out of reality, that, you know, you can't acknowledge that your life would be easier if somebody else took care of themselves in a certain way. And so when you're talking about, Um, things like stubbornness because, you know, these misguided notions are, you know, so prevalent in North American society and especially in codependency that it becomes hard to, like, be happy or even just to have less grief because if there's a lot of codependency around the subject, you know, you're not a good person. If you are happy, you know, well, you're not, you know, because somebody else hasn't done their work. And that's not true. Um, You know, so the only way you can be happy, you know, in codependency is if you're happy anyways in spite of your circumstances. Yep, so you need to be poor. You need to, you know, not have enough money to be able to travel, not have enough money to follow your path, not have enough money to sit with the right teachers, um, to move to a place that's going to serve you better. But you should be happy anyways, even though things aren't really working well in your life. You know, if you're a good person, you suffer, but be happy anyways. Otherwise, you're not really deep, but that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So the reason why we get happier is because we take actions to correct the course of our life. We save up to go on trips that we really want to. We find resources. Um, We move where and when that's appropriate. And again, not to escape, um, about situations that will keep blowing up because you keep picking the same types of people because you have a certain level of codependency. Moving's not going to change that. You'll just find the other codependent people in the new city. But, you know, there are different variations of that where it would make a difference if you moved, even if you are still have a lot of codependency. Like if you are, you know, freezing cold and you're living in Alaska, and I met this one young lady, it's like, oh, it's, you know, snow time, you know, you're young. Are you going to, my daughter's about your age. I said, are you going to go up snowboarding? She loves to do that. She's like, nope. And I'm like, oh, she's very adamant about it. I'm like, oh, you don't like the snow either. And she's like, nope, I moved here from Alaska. <laughs> like, I'm not going back to anything that looks like that amount of snow. And I'm like, I hear you, kid, because, I mean, I don't like the snow. Um, so, you know, she was like, adamantly, no. And, you know, and I don't know, like, you know, what her situation was or anything else, but... Um, if you are in 
an area where your body does not do well in that temperature range, it can actually be very stressful for you. So if you really hate the cold, there's a reason why. If you really hate the heat, there's a reason why. And ideally, you're correcting um, your body to make it healthy so it's working properly so that, you know, certain weather fluctuations aren't completely naturally stressful for you, which definitely does happen. Um, but those temperature extremes, you know, unless you're really meant to be there, you're probably not going to like them, and that's okay because sometimes you don't like certain things. And, yes, sometimes they come in because of health problems, but it also comes in because you're just not supposed to be there. So when we look at things like codependency, you know, codependency often tries to justify the things that aren't very good for you, and then people get stubborn about it. So they're suffering all winter. Why don't you move to a warmer climate? They're not a snob, you know. They don't believe in the big city. Okay, but there are small towns in warmer climates, you know, and they're like, oh, you're just making too much of a big deal about it. So people get negatively stubborn. Um, trying to defend things that are not even good for them that they don't even like because they think they're supposed to. Because codependency, you're a bad person if, you know, even if the other people don't like the same situation that they're in, um, you know, whether it's two people in a big city or two people in a small town, if they don't like living there, you'll actually find other people who also don't like living there, but they don't have the resources to move, so they make it wrong, Um And how dare you want to leave, you just suffer like they do if you're a good person. And codependency, there's a lot of, you know, if you suffer, you're a good person. And then they wonder why they're not happy. So in interdependency, you know, when we get stubborn, um, again, it's not because stubbornness is a useful tool long term. It is definitely not a useful tool in every single moment. But if you do have the habit of hunkering down, battening your hatches, being stubborn is all that. Um, it is better to defend the things that you are healthily doing in your life and trying to get other, and then be around other people who are also doing those things. Now, what you'll find is that if you're stubborn and too much codependency, that when you're hanging out with a better crowd, that's probably going to fall over and go flat really, really quickly, Um, especially if you're overly stubborn or overly stubborn and slashy, dicey, um, yelly, cranky, pouty, moody, um, you know, melancholy, et cetera, that's probably really going to go over like a lead balloon. And it's just the universe's call, like, hey, you know, you understand that there's backup now for healthy behaviors, you know, in at least one area. So maybe you could start to massage and be a little bit more flexible on the other areas that you can move up to, to, you know, make yourself get ahead, to allow yourself to get ahead, and things are going to be okay. And that can be a sign from the universe, you know, just have a little bit of faith. Um so, you know, when we're doing these things, I mean, there's, it doesn't really make sense to be stubborn on the things that you don't want anyways. It makes absolutely little sense. It just means that you're going to have to change your mind later. And some people really hate that. They'll stay in bad marriages for decades because they don't want to show that they made a wrong decision and leave. So, and I mean, that's a pretty hardcore amount of suffering, right? Like, you know, suffering for 40 years with somebody you hate in the same house. And that takes an effect on your health. It takes a toll. It takes a toll on your psyche. Um, and so, no, you're not a bad person for saying no to things that are bad for you. Um, and does it make you a good person for saying things are good for you? Well, codependency says yes, that's a bad person. Um, 
but it's no, that's actually part of what allows you to sort of calm down because you understand healthy behaviors can get backed up. So why do we have so much pain and suffering in the world? Well, that's part of the problem is everything that I've just described goes on too much. And the more it goes on, the more pain and suffering we have. And if every single person knocked that pattern off in the entire world, it would be much easier to get along. So yes, abuse would still exist, but um, where people are willing to let it go, a little bit of that would be massaged and the abuse would get less. Um, And so, you know, again, while some abuse would still exist, you know, the more that you take people out of the codependency, the more that they move ahead, um, the other people that are willing to move ahead you you get ahead with them. And then the people that don't, they just go through the same old patterns, bashing each other, tearing at each other, um, sometimes liberally biting each other. And I read an article recently where there, you know, she there was this woman and she was attacked by her family um, to the degree that they would actually enjoy sinking their teeth into her flesh to bite her. So she ended up with bite wounds, being beaten, kicked. Uh, the mother was joining in the whole nine yards and she ended up escaping that. So, you know, when we're talking about like how dark stuff can go, that's not even as dark as it can go. Pretty dark. Um, you know, and her whole family was in it. The family she married into was into it. And again, it goes even darker and darker and darker than that. Um, <clears throat> but we stop traumatizing people either subtly or exponentially. You know, the farther that we are out of abuse, out of codependency, you know, the farther we are into interdependency, the more that those things can get massaged and released. Now, does it mean everybody will? No, unfortunately. But we could really make a huge dent. So if you really, you know, we get people are saying, do this for the sake of the world, and people are like, I will have compassion. I will stay in codependency. That's not compassion. Compassion is you understand um, how hard it is to live a life on this plane, but how hard it is to live, live a life on this plane is because you've got to figure stuff out. It's because you've got to give up codependency, and it's got to, you've got to give up codependency even when people don't want you to. Um, and then you have to have that bravery to say, okay, I'm going to be okay out of codependency. I'm going to be out of co- okay out of codependency. And you're going to be okay and be able to healthily thrive in interdependency. So if you want out of codependency, if you want to, or you're in, independent and you want to get into interdependency, interdependency, then you call me and we work on that stuff. And life is so much easier. <clears throat> and you're going to have to trust me on that. Got to trust the universe on that. That life is easier when you're doing the things you love. Isn't that amazing? Life is easier when you open your heart and allow yourself to be loved. Isn't that interesting? When you allow people to help you. Isn't that interesting? When you allow people to help you without whacking them on the head. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Um, You know, all these sorts of things become easier, you know, when we just allow love into our lives when it comes from a healthier source. And again, interdependency does not mean that people are not going to have problems. But there's a huge difference between, you know, you eat salad and you're getting mocked and your whole family's tearing you down because you're eating salad and aren't you a little, you know, babe uh, for doing that. There's a huge difference between that and like, oh, I don't eat Skittles. I don't like them. And you're like, yeah, okay, I'm eating Skittles anyways because, ooh, delicious. You know, if you like them, I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't had Skittles for so long. But, you know, it doesn't have to be that big of a deal. And when it is, you just have conversations with people. It doesn't have to be... Um, that big of a deal if there's enough interdependency. And will people, sometimes people get stuck, yep, and they keep going, yep, and sometimes for years. But it's a lot easier to interdependency um, to start to be able to tell the difference, not all the time, but definitely more so than codependency, where it's worth sticking by that person um, because they're worth it, because you love them. Um, 
And again, codependency says, well, if you love people, you stick by them no matter what, and you can really take your life. And if somebody really takes your life, generally you don't like them that much or you don't love them. Um, you know, and you're supposed to have love in your heart. Attachment is not the same thing as love. And attachment, people get attached in codependency, which is very different than having love in your heart. And you can have love in your heart and completely and absolutely say goodbye. And some people do. Um, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that you have a different karma. You've grown and you don't need to go through those cycles anymore. That's all it means. Um, so if you want to have a guilt tripping, <laughs> that's a good one too. You know, come, come, come give me a call and we'll do some coaching on that because it really, life is much better on the interdependent spectrum than it is on the codependent spectrum. It's much easier. Um, and that's where you get your happiness. That's where you get your joy for real, not sitting there trying to convince yourself you're okay while you're suffering. So let's do, so we have open lines today. And you can go to our website. That's newsforthesoul.com. And you can also email us in at air at telus.net. That's tell us with only one L on the air at tellus.net with one L and put my name on it if you want me to be the one reading it. And you can also go to our website. That's newsforthesoul.com, newsforthesoul.com. And you can find our information there. And also our phone number is 646-595-4274. That's area code 646-595-4274 if you are really fast with a pen. And it looks like we already have people on the line. So 203 and all ones, um, you will be up first. So area code 203203, you're on the air with El Maya Hoshiam Tara. Hello. How are you? This is Pat from Connecticut. Hi, Pat. How you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm struggling a bit. I was trying to listen. I was walking my dog with background noise, but I heard sugar, 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 sugar. I thought, oh, God, that's a big problem with me. Um, and <laughs> I'm, I'm failing. This, I, I don't know why. I, I, I just plummeted with uh, bad eating habits. But um, I would like to ask you, um, I have been depressed, and Actually, my therapist thinks it's because of the ending of that awful relationship um, that's finally hitting me. Um, I'm grieving the loss of my dog. November was a tough month with a lot of particular memories. Just if you can give me insight, um, I'm observing the depression. I really need to get going with my life. And um, this could just be grief and timely and okay and anyway what do you see um i'm also really struggling financially and with worries and stuff okay so let's do one at a time so let's check out the the grief so sam things are finally done with sam oh yeah clearly you know after your advice i think the very last call that that was done and it's interestingly he had to end it in such a terrible way in order to so he could get away. Um, right. I, I think ultimately he had to get away himself. Right. And, and well, you know, it. go ahead. Okay. I'm really proud of you that you recognize the pattern for why he was doing that. That is awesome. I mean, that's really good awareness. I'm so happy for you. I got like little goosebumps. It's like, yay, you well, got it. So well, I'm really, really proud of you for that. 
Um, let's see here. So, well, Pat, there's different ways. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I have to compliment you. You know, I really, um, your comments and your directness are so helpful, and they they teach me, and I'll never forget you saying they're, they're smacking their forehead like, what? <laughs> no, they're not going to tell, they're not going to tell me anymore. They already told me they're smacking their forehead. It's, it's her to go ahead now. So, thank you. I just, I really appreciate it all. Well, thank you for that, and I really appreciate that, too. So let's see here. Um, so, Pat, there's a diff- there's two different ways that um, we hold issues in our body, and some of them get resolved um, through n- nervous system work and stuff like that, through working with a good therapist who's trauma-informed. Um, and that's the speaking stuff to help the patterns come to conclusion, um, and that can help release things. Um, getting the nervous system regulated is also good. But there's also things, if we're having issues in the body, um, things like the visceral manipulation, the neural manipulations, and again, these are very, generally speaking, very, very gentle. Um, they're so gentle that I warn people that, you know, um, <clears throat> if people aren't very aware, sometimes they don't feel anything. And um, that can sometimes take them out of it, but there's actually stuff really being done, um, and it works wonders for people who have pain for no good reason, but it also works um, really well for things like getting the nervous system regulated because you have a lot of um, nerves around the heart, around the ribs, that can really take a toll on your nervous system. And when that happens, you've got... um, so I can't say this is exactly what it is because there's only so much information that's out there and trying to get um, a straight answer sometimes is not the most fun or isn't feasible, oh. which is part of the reason why I like to be direct myself. Um, <clears throat> but when you get people who are doing things like um, a friend stands, some, they, they're meeting a friend at a coffee shop and one friend goes to one coffee shop and they go to a different coffee shop and it turns out they were the one in error. They agreed to something. They forgot they agreed to change coffee shops. And now they're mad at their friend. They find it was an honest answer, but they can't stop themselves from being upset. And it takes them a few yeah. days to calm down. That yeah. would be a really good sign to go work on nervous system issues. And the visceral and manipulation stuff does it from a physical standpoint because if you are having these things going on physically, obviously you can't talk yourself out of them. Um, And it can be just the nerves are being tugged. Um, It's great for releasing pain. And there are a ton of different side effects um, that can actually affect the personality if somebody's having issues with those things. And sometimes the things that people have been working on for years in self-development will suddenly evaporate after having neural or um, visceral manipulation work done. And this is all from the outside. Um, again, very, very gentle. Um, it helps to release pain as well. But that seems like something that would be really, really good for you. Um, and it seems like that would help you to release some of the trauma out of your body. And that may be why, even though you've been doing self-development for years, you're doing um, you know, work with a therapist, but you still seem to be having some side effects that you know maybe aren't going away as well as right. they should or maybe you're not having the same results. It seems like other people are getting um, other nervous system issues can be people who they've constantly got their thoughts pounding through them, um, through their minds all night. Um, 
put in mouth disease, as they call it. They're constantly saying the wrong thing. Um, They're laughing, and nobody else seems to get the joke. But when somebody else, other people will find the same joke funny, and they're like, "Um, I I laugh because I'm supposed to, but they don't actually get the joke. Right. Those are all all, all nervous system issue things. And um, and that can have, like, you know, with the neck issue, um, the neck, they can work on it through the neck um, and those sorts of things. And it can make your therapy, if that's a problem, it can make therapy, can make coaching your self-development go much easier. And I'm seeing okay. that we can get you happier. Like, yeah. I see smiling. I see radiance for me going through that process. And the bright side is it only happens. So depending on what's going on, usually they do it about once every three weeks. If um, once the initial once the initial time period has passed, some people go three weeks right off the bat. I would assume some people are three times a week in the beginning, and then they just go um, once every three weeks because it, they need the time period for the body to adjust. So it's not like they're not trying to create dependency on you know the modality. Um, they're, they're, they believe in leaving time for the body to adjust and learn how to work on its own. So it's a little bit slow moving because you only see somebody once every three weeks, but it also means that it's cheaper and they're trying to get your body to work as your body's meant to work as opposed to just, you know, shoving pills down your throat that you're going to be dependent on for the rest of your life as one example. Okay. Can I, I'd like to say, um, I will Google it if you tell me the name again, but I also have to say, I just don't have money for things unless, you know, insurance coverage it, which I imagine most likely it wouldn't, or my insurance, my state insurance. So that's an issue. Yes, and we'll get to that. But one of the things to understand, too, is, like, when people have um, different traumas held in the body, you can get things like they keep getting rejected and they can't figure out why. Um, They're going to a networking event and they're like, hi, and people are like, nope. Um, yeah. And they haven't done anything wrong. All they've just done is say hi. And when that's resolved, it becomes a lot easier to get money in. So that is something that I would suggest as a priority. You can look at visceral manipulation. Um, the Baral Institute does it. They deal with organs. If um, There's also Stanley Rosenberg, and he's got a book on the vagus nerve. I would suggest Uh-oh. you borrow that from the library okay. and read it. Because he even, I mean, they both claim that they're the ones that discovered it. Um, But Stanley Rosenberg, he actually um, articulates the side effects on the personality Uh so much. It's a great incentive to say, okay, I really need to go because I can solve this. And it starts to let you know what you can um, ask to have worked on, um, et cetera, et cetera. And in terms of the finances, let me see here. Okay, so you're, this is interesting. You're caught in this little conundrum. They're like, they're saying what I was kind of saying, it makes it easier to get money in. But they're like, well, we actually want her to heal first before we're going to get her the money in. <laughs> it's like, um, uh-huh. okay, but she needs the money to heal, right? And then there's a cycle. So hold on here. Right, right. Hold on here. Okay, so I get a lot of um, 
I get a lot of different answers, which is really interesting. So I'm going with Shiva um, because that seems to be the clearest. Um, and it seems like there's an experience that you're supposed to be learning about in terms of the finances. Um, other messages that I get are things like, well, if she really puts her mind to it and really works on getting the money, then, we'll, then they'll allow it to flow through. Um, but it does seem like there's a learning experience about this, about like, you know, how much do you want it? How much do you want your healing? Um, how much do you want to make it get ahead? And it's sort of like there's something that is like trying to make you um, fight for it. Uh, hold on here. Mm. Because what, so basically um, what's being said is they're trying to make you fight for it um, because they want you to understand how important it is for you to have these things in your life. And they're trying to use that route to get you to solidify in yourself that money is important, um, your healing is important, you need the money for healing, the healing will right. bring about the money. And you've got, like, a lot of messages coming in from financials. So this isn't just, like, you know, you're going through a little bit of a slump. This seems to be um, a good significant part of what they're having you go through, like about, um, <clears throat> say, a third um, of, like, all the lessons that they're trying to give you right now. That seems to be right. about a third of the whole lesson plan is you and finances going going for it, understanding the importance of it, letting go of any notions that, you know, <clears throat> um, that are holding you back about it. They're really, really right. trying to get you to do that and from a lot of different fronts. So if I talk to your guides, you know, it's finances. If I talk to Shiva, it's finances. Um, yeah. Just finances, finances, finances. They're really trying to get you to understand that. It's, yeah, and it's interesting. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of things I kind of feel like, I'm at the end of it and I really need to change these things. And I've just just in the past couple of days I've gotten two possibilities of work, which is just really um it's been a long time since these things came up. I don't know if either will come through, but it would be great. I mean, uh one one job uh you know, definitely could get me in probably for some of this therapy. Um Okay, great. So, I mean that's that's uplifting and you know, one woman, it's back and forth. Got someone, but then today she said, well, if it falls through, can you do this? So it's going to be back and forth with her, and who knows if it will manifest. Um, and the other right. one I just is another possibility that's brand new this afternoon. Um, I need to connect with the daughter that needs care for her Good. mom. So Good. that would that's wonderful that, you know, that energy is coming in. And it would be wonderful if it came through. I agree. And and they're telling me a little PS here. They're saying you would have told Sam no and you wouldn't have gone through all that nonsense if you were making more money. Say that again? They said that regarding Sam, you would have said yeah. no to all that nonsense if you had more money. That's interesting. So a lot of things tied up to money and finances with yeah. you. And I mean, we do need it on this plane, right? But you're like really, yeah. it, you know, usually it's like, oh, there's this lesson, there's this lesson, and there's all these different things coming in. But with you, the finances are really, really huge. Yeah, it's interesting that I have moments when 
I'm looking at myself and say a whole relationship with Sam and thinking about all that. I do have moments when I realize if I had money, and it sounds sort of so silly, but but it's true. If I had money, then I realize I would be so, um, yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. that's an issue. What do I, you know, how do I do that? I mean, I really need a huge, a big income. Yes. <clears throat> but start with, like, um, you know, it, it just it starts coming with, like, you know, um, not holding on to stuff that you don't even like. Um, that, like, sort of, like, drags you down around the house. Clothing, shoes. Um, I mean, some people hold on to, you know, old plastic containers that came free with their food for years. Right. And it just is yeah. so hard to put anything away in the cupboards. And people right. don't need that. So part of it is understanding that you can have a life that works well, that you don't need to hold on to those things. And the things you're holding on to can actually make life a lot harder. And you're right, yeah. it would be different, you know, with money, because money does empower us to make different choices. Yeah. Um, and that's a yeah. good thing. But so if we haven't had enough experience of that, and I don't, they're not telling me if you have or not, but um, sometimes we can think of those things as bad, but they're quote-unquote bad because – when people don't have it in certain areas, like at the beginning of the show I was talking about, they make it bad or wrong. And so some people, right. you definitely included, are really here to learn how to see through and break off those codependent shackles that tell you, you're, you know, it's wrong somehow for you to move ahead because it's the moving ahead that gives you right. more answers and it allows you to protect yourself. And that's usually what we call, we think of as great people. Wow, you're going to say no to bad behaviors? You're going to do it for but, me? Wow, you're doing all these things that I want to do? Wow, those are the people we're enthralled with. Yeah. And did you, what's the word, Shiva? What's the, the name that you're saying? I said Shiva, God. Um, that okay. form of God. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay, just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to say it's kind of scary because I've just never been able to manifest this and still am nervous about yeah the capability and I really want to. I know that. <clears throat> yeah. I know. And that would be a really good thing to talk about the therapist. Like, as you move ahead, what does that look like? Um, I would do it with you, but we don't have that kind of time right. on the air. Um, but right. that would be a really good thing is understanding, like, you know, why people think that the moving ahead is bad and really yeah. getting that through. Because you've got a lot of examples of your life of people that you like that are definitely ahead of you. And it would probably be great to be able to hang out with them. And, I mean, we all have that, right? Like whether it's right. a celebrity on TV, some deep spiritual teacher, um, being able to fly first class, not sit in the crappy restaurant because that's all somebody feels like they can afford. Uh, right. You know, having to take a bus yeah. with scary people. Yeah, and I've had new friends sent to me just in the past couple of months. So I'm seeing you know, the universe bringing me healthier things. Um, I have to say I do flip into uh, resentment because I don't have it, and I, I'm recognizing that, and that's bad, not, not good. Yeah. Um, when something good is in, you know, when some a person, a good person's in my life, 
sometimes I resent it because I'm so far from their wealth, what they have. Yeah, um, yeah got to work on that too. All right, yep. I should let you go. I know other people are waiting. Yes, but thank, thank you. you. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Thank you so much, and happy holidays. Thank you so much. Thank you, and please have that conversation with your therapist. And like you know, if you're if you're okay to share that on air, please do. Because, you know, sure. so many people go through this, and when, you know, you're telling me, hey, I have this win, that helps everybody. Because then it's not just me saying it. It's like, right. oh, my God, it's true. Right. <laughs> and Got it. Help everybody. Yep. Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. I'll keep you posted. Thanks, Thank Pat. you so much. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. So we have, oh, that's funny. All ones dropped. Okay. So um, we could have kept Pat on air. Oh, listen for both of us, Pat. So there we go. Um, so yeah, next time you should have more questions, let's do it. Um, let's see here. Oh, no, it was supposed to end when it was supposed to end. Okay, fine. Thank you. We gave her enough to work on today, y'all. Okay. Um, so let's see. We, hold on here. So Denise in Boston, she's wondering, the stale energy her life is in right now means she should move to another town. Okay, um... So, Denise, honey, I am sorry about this, but um, talk to Jean on Mondays, and she's on, I think, 2 p.m. every single or biweekly Monday, and um, talk to her about getting an energy clearing. Um, unfortunately, I can't do that. If she says you're clear, um, then please talk to somebody uh, for trauma therapy because they don't tell me why, but I get a lot of stuff coming out sometimes, and I have to say no in that case um, because otherwise I've had to shut shows down in the past um, because of the way that the energy gets affected and that's not fair to me or anybody else. So talk to Jane first and again, if if she says you're all clear, you know, see how it's doing. Um, But if she says you're all clear, talk to trauma therapist, but, you know, I'd probably suggest both even if things don't seem to clear up after you talk to Jane, then I would suggest talking to a trauma therapist as well anyways. But thank you so much for writing in, um, you know, and after you talk to Jane and she clears you and stuff like that, please feel free to write back in. This is not a, you know, a gooey way forever type thing. Um, it's just simply that because of what's um, attached to you or the trauma that's coming out currently, I can't do the reading for you um, today. But please try again in the future. And thank you so much. We have, let's see here, hold on here. And we have, hold on. And Olivia New Zealand wants to know if she's on track for her life purpose. One moment, Olivia in New Zealand. So definitely not. So first off, Olivia, they're showing you like not a good situation and then you being stuck. And normally, you know, because I'm just doing the reading, it's like, well, I can, you know, pull the person out of here and I can pull the person out of there. But sometimes, and this is the case with you, I can't get them out, like no matter how much I try. And this is just a reading, right? So I'm like, okay, well, let's like get her out and see what happens if we put her in a different situation, if we make these things happen. And it's like, I can't get you to budge. It's like you are stuck and not just stuck, like stuck hard. Um, So hold on here.
So, I mean, first off, you want to work on, like, any codependency issues, like I've been talking about for the whole show. Um, You really want to work on that. And, unfortunately, that's only going to release you a little bit, but at least I can get a little movement, and that's good because, you know, even though you're still stuck, it's, it's kind of like having your coat caught in the door jam. You're still in the coat. The coat's just up. You're not going anywhere. But at least you're not glued to the door anymore or on the other side of the door, which is really important. Um, <clears throat> so I can at least get you to the other side of the door, um, which is a good thing. But you really need to work on the codependency stuff. Move on here. And the thing is, like, you're not as stuck as you're saying you are. This is the interesting thing because you can cut your own cord, but what happens is we get it cut um, and you just go back to it and you zip yourself right back up into the same jacket. You you are definitely the one who's keeping yourself stuck. Um, so for your life purpose, let's see here. It seems like you think that your life purpose, when I, when I say, like, let's show me Olivia's life purpose, it's like asking for help. That's what it's showing. It's like, help, help, help. But when you're taken out of it, you go back to it. Um, <clears throat> so when we do finally get you out, and they're finally actually letting that go, which is good, um, or they're willing to show me what it looks like, um, when you're willing to let that go, it's like you're lost and then you're looking for somebody else to um, really attach to in order to make things um, better. And I I really want to be clear, obviously, I'm an advocate of, you know, this idea that we can help each other out. You know, when we work with um, healthier, more serving people, obviously things go, um, they have the potential to go a lot better. Um, One of the issues that I'm seeing, though, and this is extraordinarily common, is people think that it's, well, other people are somehow going to save them. You know, it's the other people that they need. And then there can, when that happens, there can be this sort of like glomming on energy where it's like, And it's like, you will save me. And they don't step out beyond that because they're too scared and too nervous. So while people that are more serving will definitely help you, um, the reason that they're quote-unquote able to help you is because they're embodying or living enough of those different serving healthy behaviors that make it safer for for, for you to be around them. Or they're like have those and they're on the same path, which is even better, then it becomes a lot easier because they have a lot more of the answers. But with that, you still have to um, you still have to have a lot of the thing, of your own answers. You have to learn um, while you're doing that. Otherwise, you get um, and they're showing me this is like you get attached to somebody who's doing better, but then you know your stuff arises because you haven't worked it out. Including like I, I'm hanging out with this person, none and a boo boo on you. Um, And, you know, that's not really a fitting attitude. And it's like, well, then, you know, you kind of start to fall behind because that's not really the attitude of somebody who's going forward. And when you fall back behind with that attitude, then um, we see you back in the jacket, right? And then we see you back on the other side of the door. So, and you don't want your self-worth to come from that you're able to get people who are doing better than you. You want to be able to have your self-worth where it's more equal once you do that. But then you've got to let go of the nana and the boo-boo stuff, um, you know, <clears throat> for doing better as one example. Um, but it's about finding the strengths that are within you and living that. So in terms of um, your path, networking is actually really good for you 
but you got to do it for more of a serving thing. You don't want to, you know, use um, the ability to connect people, to understand people, to be able to say, hey, I see this about you, and you don't want to use that as an excuse to, like, dig into them or subconsciously if you're holding yourself back and you are being frustrated because other people are getting ahead, which is very common, um, <clears throat> you don't want to, like, sabotage things because you know how to sabotage them. And this is, these are the patterns that... I'm seeing are very um, problematic for you. And what's going to happen is, you know, when you've got enough of that stuff built up in the energy, I mean, people see you coming, right? Um, And so you do have a really good ability to network. I really want to be clear about that. But the reason people are good at networking is because they understand about humans. um, And you get some people who get very manipulative with that. Now, I'm not saying that, I'm going to say, I'm not saying, you know, I can't even say that. Okay. They're like, nope, leave that one as it is. Um, So what, you know, having love in your heart, um, and yes, making distinctions, but not taking it out on people because of those distinctions are there and I'm getting, hooray, she's got it. Um, And that's really important to understand that about that. It's not, you know, bashing people, sticking people because, you know, that that part that's going on, it, and this is really interesting. Normally, they don't give me percentages, but they're like 25% of your life is getting messed over because of that. Um, you know, and that's quite significant. You know, you don't, I mean, even though we're seeing these patterns, you don't want to be around other people who are, you know, screwing you over 25% of the time or taking shots at you 25% of the time. Um, <clears throat> you don't want that, and other people don't want that either. So, you know, something to consider. Um, but, yeah, so basically... Um, because if you're doing that and people are, you know, feeling burnt, um, which is very, very likely, you're basically throwing yourself, you're screwing yourself over. You're basically, you know, you're screwing yourself over more than anybody else. Um, so, and when they're showing me, they just showed me a koala, so you can look up koala and see what messages um, that the koala spirit animal would have for you. Um, and you can look that up. But basically, yeah, it's, you know, um, really, you know, talking to somebody. This would be a really good thing to go in and talk to somebody professionally about, you know, why there's that need um, that's coming up because, I mean, we're really talking like it's pretty apparent. Like, I mean, if I saw this on TV, it would be like, you know, Olivia kind of hanging out with, like, the mean girls on TV, you know, not because you're – but, like, Olivia not getting in the group with the mean girls, just kind of, like, hanging out on the sidelines of it. Um, so you really need to look at, like, you know, where where is that coming from? Um, let's see here. And that looks like it was a decision made from when you were a very young child. Um, so that would be something to really, you know, work on about where you thought this was going to get you something, um, you know, where, whether you thought there was some benefit to it, because basically... You're, you're basically getting a stop hold put on you because they're trying to have you learn the lesson that, like, this isn't the best way to make things happen. This isn't really a good way to go around relating with people. This is not the best attitude to have. And, like, you're, you're, you're basically gaining the side effects of the karma that comes along with it. And I would suggest that you probably, I'm going to say probably, but, like, with a lot of, like, you know, very profound, like, let's pay attention to the probably here, um, 
that's going to be a pretty brutal one to go into next lifetime with if you don't have it cleaned up um, because you don't want to go through those, you know, those attitudes or not understanding why you have the attitudes or where it's coming from. You don't want to go into the next lifetime and have that much of a harder lifetime um, because, I mean, at this lifetime, it's like, you know, you're you're getting some negative input. Um, some people suggest it could be worse next lifetime. Um, when you don't resolve it this lifetime and you keep going with it. Um, but more so, like, because it did come from this lifetime, I would imagine it's easier to do it when you know where it's coming from as opposed to trying to resolve something that you're having to find somebody who can go back to a past lifetime and find the decision that was made, you know, from five lifetimes ago that's been affecting you for the next five lifetimes. So really, really beneficial thing to do that. And I really do want to be clear, like we are talking about some really hardcore, you know, <clears throat> negative stuff here, but they are showing you like there's a very lovely person in there. And this is really important to understand. So even though, you know, <clears throat> we're having a talk about adjustments of attitude, um, they are really showing you still a very lovely person in there. So let's get in touch with that. You know, let's get in touch with the loveliness and look at where, you know, she just made some bad decisions. Why? Because you're five, you know, and it looks like it's like you're about three to five years old, probably closer to five years old. Um, you know, very, very young where you just made this decision to like go, um, you know, and we all know, you know, as adults, we wouldn't let a five-year-old run our life or however old you are. Um, we wouldn't let, um, you know, a five-year-old run our life. So let's clean up those things that are in essence, you know, having a five-year-old run our life. Okay. So good luck with that. You know, feel free to call, you know, right back in. I know you probably didn't like some of the stuff that I was saying, but I want to say this to you because sometimes when I see these issues, people don't have that direct conversation and you're the one that suffers the most. So I do say this with love in my heart, with genuinely trying to help you because I want you to actually understand because I want you to be able to fix it. And this is an act of compassion. You know, sometimes directness is not fun to hear, but it is an act of compassion so that you can fix the things because I don't want you to keep suffering lifetime after lifetime because of this, and I really hope you understand that. So good luck, Olivia, and everybody else. I wish you the best of luck with everything. We are at the top of the hour. Again, my name is Elmaya Hoshiamtara. You can find me here at newsforthesoul.com every single week, 3 p.m. PST, New York and Chicago. That's your rush hour, and you can go to my website. That's enlightenmentinthecity.com. And let's, you know, call me. Let's get into a conversation about this. You know, book your session. We'll get into conversation about this. We'll work some of this stuff out because it's always easier to live a life when you don't have some of these problems. Trust me on that. So thank you so much, everybody. I love you. Again, www.enlightenmentinthecity.com. You know, write me, call me. Let's book a coaching session because your amazing life is right in front of you, and let me help you get there. So thank you so much, everybody. I love you. Take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Jennifer Hudson, and you're listening to News for the Soul. 